I'm glad that slurping ended <laughs> right before the recording started. I was really trying to make it last. I, I wouldn't. I would not have cut it out in post. <laughs> Just left it yeah. for everyone to hear. Yep. Great. Okay. Question. Ready. How long? Okay, this is actually. Do you remember our missionary year when we did the? How could I forget? <laughs> do you remember those <laughs> nine months that we spent together? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, so. Within those nine months, at the very start of those nine months, we were forced to do a survival simulation game. Oh, no, that was literally the worst mash. The next year when I did that, it was so much easier with my other team. And one of my teammates was like, that was the worst thing ever. And I was like, you don't know the worst. Okay, so <laughs> I brought that. I... I'm a teacher if anyone doesn't know that. And so mm -hmm. I brought that into my classroom for Do one of my units. Uh, we're doing a survival unit. Oh, okay. So it tied so, in. Yeah. So I kicked it off with this thing. It was fun. I think <laughs> I think they had fun. I enjoyed facilitating it. I did not enjoy doing it. So, anyways, just like not necessarily that simulation, but like mm -hmm. survival situation, Mariah. Plane has crashed. You okay. are the only one that has survived. <laughs> how many literally days? Literally impossible, but okay. How many days? How is that impossible? That's not impossible. <laughs> how many days do you think you are going to survive in the wilderness on your own? What are your what predictions are mm. you giving your, your yourself? Are you going to make it out alive? No. What are you thinking? First of all, what climate did my plane crash into? Give you a nice climate. I don't know. It's like summer in the woods. Like the North Woods? I don't know. Just woods. It's summer. It's nice. Not like too hot. It's like June. Okay. 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 Um. So here's what I'm thinking. If I understand correctly, every part of the pine tree is edible. And if I'm in the North Woods, I can find a pine tree. And I could probably sustain myself on a pine tree. I also think that I could figure out how to be a good enough shot to, like, get a squirrel with a rock or something. Um, the water situation, I'm not so sure about. But I wonder if I could get some hydration from, like, pine needles. I also read The Hunger Games, so I feel like maybe I'm too equipped. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm not too equipped. I feel like I'm, like, overestimating my abilities. Damn <laughs> it too equipped for this situation <laughs> can someone please put me in a more difficult survival scenario thank you i actually know two eagle scouts personally so i had an eagle scout one time kelly this is so off topic i, I asked someone like oh were you an eagle scout and he goes i am an eagle scout you don't stop being an eagle scout and i went oh i'm sorry i didn't know <laughs> he seemed so offended <laughs> Okay, anyone else here listening to the pod, if you know any Eagle Scouts, I'm sure you know. I feel like like Eagle Scouts is like part of their identity, which I get yes. that it's a lot of work. Like it's a super cool thing to be an Eagle Scout. Like yeah. I've been to one of like someone's like final presentation or whatever. But then I feel like you leave high school and then they continue sharing, like, yeah, I was an Eagle Scout. I am an Eagle Scout. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. Yes, which is great 
Because they, you're right, they are always an Eagle Scout, and they do have survival skills that I do not have. So I'm going to give myself two weeks, max, like absolute maximum. However, I would like to point out, in this scenario, why isn't anyone coming to find me? Where, where, this where are search, they? The search radius was too large. And they gave up? <laughs> For all of you listening at home, Kelly just barely gave me a shoulder shrug. And looked at me like, yeah, idiot. <laughs> How long would I you don't, live? <laughs> I don't know. Well, what's, am I in the same situation? Are you giving me a same different situation. one? Like, exact, exact same, same situation. Okay, so plane and- is crashed in the woods. Wait a second. Yeah, if the plane crashed, there might still be one of those carts of yeah. drinks and snacks. So Unless you know what? <laughs> the engine blew up and now everything's destroyed. If any of those things are left over, I'll give myself a month. Without a month? Them, two weeks. Yeah. If I had if I had water, I could ration it out, maybe. Depending on if I had my ADHD meds too. <laughs> you know, I have a hard time. Like, obviously, it's hard to picture yourself in a survival situation, right? Okay, I have a hard time figuring out how I would do in a survival situation. So I do naturey things. I feel like I've probably talked about it on the podcast before that like I go backpacking, camping. The thing is, everybody always makes fun of me in those situations. I scream if a bug gets within an inch of me. Seriously, literally my entire family, all of our outdoorsy friends are always like, why? Like, why do you hate the outdoors? It is obnoxious, like how much I hate the outdoors. Like I love the outdoors, but is it's also obnoxious how much I hate it. I'm also terrified of large cats in the outdoors, which is a fair fear. But I, I mean, the likelihood maybe it's not a fair fear. Uh, so that's why, how like cats. That's my biggest like, question. Not like a large like house the, cat. No, like the like the mountain lions that you don't know they're there until they're on you. Okay, piercing I can your neck with that. their teeth. <laughs> so then you just have to hope and pray that a vampire saves you. Yeah, because they'll be well, a vegetarian <sighs> vampire. Sorry, please. Yeah, a vegetarian. Yeah. So I don't know. This could go one of two ways. Okay. I could die from my anxiety making me the dumbest person in the world <laughs> in like the first twenty four hours, like mm-hmm. literally just dying from panic. Or I could also see it going the opposite way. I feel like I tend to be good in like emergency situations. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it could go the opposite way where it's like months later and I am one with the jungle. So I don't know. It's going one of those two ways. It's not going both though, obviously. So I'm either dead right away or (laughs) surviving forever. Yeah. Maybe you've befriended a big cat by that point. Maybe. Who knows? That's so Who's nice. to say? <laughs> Have a little pet. <laughs> Give it a great name. What would you name a big cat if you had one as a pet? I don't know. I don't really like cats. I would love to be a cat person, but there are two problems. Number one, I'm allergic. And number two, I need more attention. Which is why I like dogs, because they like to give attention. <laughs> yeah, See, my dog, so I am a dog person. Jacob, obviously, also a dog person because we have a dog, but he loves cats. 
And uh, yeah, so Husky was the perfect choice for us because Huskies are the cats of dogs. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> she did, That's fantastic. She has all the same tendencies of cats, which kind of pisses me off sometimes because like I want a dog that's like on me 24 seven, uh-huh. but you know, it's okay. I still love her. Oh my gosh, you are so, she absolutely has cat tendencies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I love your dog so much. <laughs> Millie is obsessed with you. I, I love her. I just love her so much. Oh, makes me so happy when I think about her. Also, I already asked off of work for the Taylor Swift concert, so... <gasps> I just was thinking about when's the next time I'll see Millie? And I was like, honestly, it might. I hope it's sooner than that, but it might be then. Well, I know I for sure need to come up and visit you. Please do. And then you can come down and visit me again, too. We can absolutely get two visits in before Taylor Swift. That's like five months. We live like two hours away from each other. We've You're got so this. right. We can do this. Totally doable. Absolutely. I moved closer, not farther away. Oh, You're so right. I forget sometimes how close you are. Oh, it's so good. Okay, we're talking dates after this episode is over. Okay, great. I love it. Let's do it. (laughs) I'm Kelly. And I'm Mariah. And this is Peak Distraction. A podcast about everything. What are we talking about today? It's podcast day. It's podcast day, Kelly. And you and I both know that something embarrassing happened to me today. (laughs) I just feel like we should talk about it for a minute. Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. Okay, Everybody needs to hear this story. (laughs) Literally, I was like crying over this situation because... (laughs) Just so incredible. You can't make it up. You cannot make this situation I- up. <laughs> and wouldn't you agree that this is like the most Mariah scenario ever? Absolutely. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm glad that we're on the same page. So little did you all know, uh, usually about halfway through recording, my camera just like goes out. I freeze on the screen doing something derpy. And Kelly has to talk to my derpy face for the next 20 minutes. Sorry about that, Mash. But it's because my Wi-Fi is just, like, pretty janky. And I just was like, ugh, I've succumbed to the Wi-Fi. It's just how it how it is, how it has to be. Oh, no. But tonight, it went a step further. And it wouldn't even let me turn my camera on when I came into our recording room. And so Kelly was like, maybe you should get an internet booster. Jacob has one. He really likes it. And I said, yeah, send me the link. And so she did. And I was looking at them and we're talking about it. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to buy one. And then what did I say? I don't even remember what I said to you. Did I just say, oh, I think I have one of those. Well, okay. So the one I sent you is like a range booster. And you were Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if I need a range booster. I think I just need like a like an extender almost. Which I think is the same thing, but you said like a different word. And I was like, oh, there's one down here. And I like read you the title 
and it was titled something different like it wasn't titled range booster it was like e- extension booster or something like that which yeah. was basically the same thing <laughs> but I read it to you and you were like oh I have one of those and I was like Mariah the the thing you just almost bought two seconds ago like I wouldn't be surprised if you already had it in your cart and like you literally have the same exact thing well and then I was like but here's the thing there were no instructions in the box I don't know what I'm supposed to do I I don't know how what am I supposed to do with this little boxy thing that plugs into the wall and it's got little arms I don't know how to set that up lights turn on on it I don't know what I'm doing and Kelly, in less than five seconds, found a YouTube video explaining how to do it. Well, before I found the YouTube video, I said, I bet we can look up the instructions. And you said, no, I just turned it on. It's not working. And I was like, well, I, <laughs> I was like, Mariah, we have to set it up. I was like, let's let's maybe find some instructions and just be sure that it doesn't work. <laughs> So anyhow, Kelly played a YouTube video less than 10. I would even say probably it was only five minutes later. And the, the Wi-Fi booster is on and it's working. Really your, well. your camera turned on like immediately. <laughs> How long have you had this? Two, two years. For two years, you could have had significantly better Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's been bad for those whole two years, too. Don't tell my dad, you guys. He got me the booster for Christmas. Two years ago. <laughs> I just can't get over that you were like, oh, yeah, $20. That's fine. I could spend $20 on a Wi-Fi booster. And you you weren't even going to mention or ask about like, well, I have this one. It seems like kind of similar. <laughs> just, I just assumed that. <laughs> it didn't have instructions, so I just assumed it wouldn't work. How dumb is that? I literally couldn't make myself think like oh look there's a brand name on the front of it i should just google it i am questioning <sighs> if you would make it in the forest a month <laughs> like i said if there's a little snack cart and i have my adhd meds i think i could do it as long as i have an instructional manual on how to survive <laughs> i'll be fine literally when you asked the question about how long would you survive in my head i was thinking like Maybe I should buy a book right now about how to survive in the wilderness, just in and case. Always carry it with me, just, just in case. <laughs> a little pocket guide, and anytime I fly, I'll carry it. Honestly, I might do that now. That seems... <laughs> have I told you guys that I have anxiety? <laughs> Being unprepared is one of my one of my triggers. <laughs> uh, the people who come to rescue you after you've been out there for a month will be like, there was literally a fire starter kit in the plane and Mariah's gonna be like it didn't come with an instruction manual and I didn't have a phone charger so I could call Kelly and ask her to find me a YouTube video actually just kidding my phone never dies it scares me to have my phone die so that's not realistic but not having cell service in the woods is realistic you're gonna keep your phone charged for a month in the woods (laughs) yes the whole time I will find a way. You also have to carry with your pocket survival guide. You have to carry little like solar panel charging sheets as well. (laughs) Kelly, stop saying things that I might actually do. So whenever you see Mariah around town and she's just (laughs) carrying like a backpacking backpack, that's because this podcast episode 
heightened her anxiety so much <laughs> that she won't leave the house without your basic survival needs. <laughs> those like dry electrolyte tap, you know, those electrolyte tabs yeah. you can put in water. Yeah. I'll bring those with because, you know, like I'm going to need to really stay hydrated for as long yeah. as I can. Got to bring those liquid, those liquid IVs, hydration multipliers. <laughs> Those little packs of hydration gel that they give runners during marathons. That'll be the whole front pocket of my backpack. A little pots and pan set for boiling water. Oh my gosh. You know how some people carry around like bamboo spoons and forks and things for the environment? Yeah, for I'm the environment. I'm going to carry around metal. Metal, like a whole dishware, a whole kitchenware like set. Just in case. You never know. I don't know if I can have a for security, though. You're going to have to have a dish towel as well, because (laughs) who wants to eat out of dirty dishes? We know you love doing your dishes, Mariah. So, Oh my gosh, Kelly, you know how my New Year's resolution was to do my dishes every night? Yeah. All nights, but two of them. So far, I've done it. And I feel very proud of myself. It's not that long that it's been going on, but I'm doing very well compared to how I used to be. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank Congratulations. you. Does it feel good? It does. It feels really good. It also, like, I have forgotten about how awful it was to spend an hour washing dishes because I just hadn't done it for a long time. And so now I'm having a hard time reminding myself that it feels good to only take 10 minutes every night to wash my dishes. That is or a good less. feeling. Or less. It is. It is a good feeling. So anyhow, that's my life in a nutshell right now. I don't know what to tell you. Figuring out Wi-Fi extenders in two hours that you've had for two years in 10 minutes. Keeping myself alive after for months and washing dishes. This is my life in a nutshell. I have nothing else to say. The podcast is over. Bye, everyone. Just kidding. Um, I've shared an embarrassing story. Uh, so I want to hear about one from you because I, I want it to be even. Okay, I will share an, an I will share an embarrassing story, and I think I don't know. Hopefully, it's as embarrassing. I think it's in my head. It's as embarrassing <laughs> as that. I think you're gonna make fun of me because Good. you know me, and any other podcast listeners, if you know me, are going to make fun of me for this. Perfect. So this past Sunday, so as I mentioned, this is kind of why it was uh, like survival has been on my mind because I'm teaching a survival unit right now. Mm -hmm. And so I'm having to like constantly lesson plan and like figure things out for it. Like there's not a lot of resources for survival units. So I'm (laughs) literally having to like come up with everything. And in this class, we do like film studies as well. So, like, each unit, I always show, like, a movie that goes along with the topic. But it's a survival unit. And I was like, well, I need to show a survival movie. And I need to find one that has, like, some resources that I can use, mm-hmm. which generally limits newer ones. Um, but obviously, classic movie, Castaway. Perfect. That's with Tom Hanks and the volleyball? Yeah. Yeah. Wilson! Okay. <laughs> So I decided to teach Castaway, but like I have not seen it in a really – I've probably not seen this movie since I was like seven years old. And <laughs> so I had to watch it just to like make sure I could use it in class. I'm going to preface this by saying I hate this movie. 
I hate Castaway so much. I've never seen it, and I also hate it. You've never seen it? <laughs> no, I've only ever heard about it. Okay, well, I'm gonna uh, spoiler alert. I'm gonna spoil the ending for Great. everyone here. So I despise this movie. <laughs> and I was like, and I've always told people that I hate Castaway. I'm pretty sure on our missionary year and in college, whenever I was asked, like, what's your least favorite movie? It's always Castaway. I hate <laughs> it so much. So I had to sit down this Sunday and watch it. And I'm so sorry. You know, it was going fine. It was going fine. And about 75% of the way through, I was like, this movie wasn't as bad as I remember. Like, Honestly, Tom Hanks is not on the island that long anyways. And now that I'm not seven, like I'm in a, I'm almost 27, like I can view this a lot better. I'm not emotional mm-hmm. at all. This isn't sad. I know Tom Hanks survives. I know it's all right. The issue is I forgot what happens when he gets back to civilization. So I guess for anyone who does not know the movie, I'm sure you all know Castaway, so I sound like an idiot right now, but Tom Hanks, his plane crashes. He's the only one that survives. He ends up living on this island for four years. Four years he's on this island. He survives. And nobody finds him? No, because the the situation I gave you, the search radius for the plane was too large, and like they didn't clock the island that he was on. I hate this. I yeah. can never watch so, this movie. He was stuck on this island for four years. Eventually, four years hit. He like made this raft and he was like, I'm going out. I'm leaving the island. If I die out in the ocean, I die. But like, I need to try and like get rescued here because I can't live on this island alone anymore because his best friend is the volleyball. I have, Can I pause you for just a second and ask a question? Yeah. Where did the volleyball come from? He worked for fedex so when the, he was on a fedex plane so some of the fedex packages washed up onto shore with him oh and, and one the volleyball of them was one of them one of them was the volleyball yeah wow yeah because okay, i had, please. i had forgotten that too okay so whatever he's taking this risk and a large ship goes by and sees him so yay tom hanks is saved there's still 30 minutes of this movie left. what yeah so like and before the plane crashes, 30 minutes. Really only like an hour and 15 minutes of the movie is him on this island for four years. Uh, up to this point, there's 30 minutes left. I'm fine. I've survived. And then he gets back into civilization. I So before he left on this plane that crashed, he proposed to his girlfriend, Kelly. Her name's Kelly. This, I can see where this is going already and I hate it. She thought he was dead. Of course she did. Of course. I mean, you can't you can't blame her. So she obviously she moved on. She married no. she married their dentist. They have a kid. <laughs> yes. Wait, their de- the dentist that the two of them both saw? Yeah. <laughs> okay. She married the dentist. They have yeah. a kid. Oh, no. And when he returns, he goes to visit her. I Well, at first, she was supposed to meet him coming off of the plane, and the dentist shows up and says that she can't do it. It's too much. You know, it's like she thought you were dead. It's too much for her. And then later that night, Tom Hanks gets a taxi and goes to her house, and she, like, runs out right away, and she's like, 
you're the love of my life. I'm so sorry. And like all of this stuff. And then she actually like chases him out into the rain and you think that they're going to drive off and she's going to like leave dentist man. <laughs> no, they both realize he looks at her and he's like, you have to get back to your family. And she said, yeah, I have to get back to my family. And he said, let me drop you off. And so he just pulls a little bit further into the driveway. So she's closer to the door and it's, it is the saddest thing in the world. And so this is the embarrassing part. I literally like hyperventilating, sobbing. I, I had to, I had to pause the movie and I went upstairs and found Jacob who was playing games and he like thought something was like wrong. Something had happened. And I was, he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm watching Castaway. And he he just started laughing his ass off. He was like, why are you watching Castaway? And why are you like sobbing? Like, I can't even remember the last time I have cried that hard about anything. And so I was reminded once again of why I hate that movie. And now I'm showing it to a class. We haven't gotten to that part yet, but I'm really hoping I don't sob like that again, which I probably will. So I was just going to say, it's probably for the best that you watched it. So you at least are mentally prepared for like, well, I might cry. How did it go, guys? Did you like the movie? (laughs) It's a good thing you don't teach like an in-person classroom, because if you did, can you imagine sitting in the back of your classroom at your teacher's desk, just like, (laughs) oh my god, I was like, I can't show this movie, (laughs) I'm not going to be able to handle it. Why didn't you just show the Hunger Games, or is that too dystopian? I mean, I could have. It's survival. I think it's too long, though. Like, I don't have enough days in class to show it. Got it. Had I planned better, I probably could have. But uh, You could have avoided this whole scenario. (laughs) But nope, we're watching Castaway. So yeah, I don't know. Hopefully that was embarrassing enough. You know me. It takes a lot to make me cry. and I think I've seen you cry like twice. Yeah. And we've known each other for a long time. Yeah, it was awful. This was at like 10 a.m. on Sunday morning, too. So that like set the tone for the rest of my day. No. And Sundays are hard enough as it is, especially as a teacher. Kelly. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. Did you tell your students that you cried? No, I will. Once we get to that part, I think I will absolutely tell them the story and <laughs> Good. Okay, just so you know this part of the movie makes me sob so <laughs> just be warned i'm gonna come back with red eyes oh my gosh that is so funny and kids like students love that kind of crap they love knowing embarrassing details about our lives they do <sighs> oh yeah so also- <laughs> don't watch castaway I just told you the whole movie and the ending sucks. My mind has not been changed. The movie is horrible. Hang on. Aren't you the person who hated the notebook because she left her fiance for the man she loved? Yeah. I don't think she was married. And you were like, nope, that's terrible. 
No, she cheated. Oh, I forgot about that detail. And like okay. the whole movie is like based on like this affair. And like <sighs> also okay. this situation is sad because it's like I don't put any blame on her. Like she thought that he was dead. It's just like yeah. the shittiest situation. He lived f- oh okay and then this is the 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 gut wrencher piece of it too before he left it was like christmas time so he proposed to her she gave him a pocket watch and it had no. a picture of her in it and so he that was the last thing that he saved on the plane before it crashed he like made sure that he had that before he even had like a life vest on or anything no and he had this locket or this pocket watch looked at her picture every single day for four years like this was his motivation for getting home was going home to kelly and then he comes home and it's so awful isn't it awful kelly, you're, you're crying you're telling me this you know that i cry easily oh that's so sad someone retelling the story of a movie a poor, re- <laughs> poor retelling of it too <laughs> it is so unbelievably sad it's fine i'm fine i'm over it i don't care i'm never gonna see the movie i'm never watching it what if i find what if i fall in love with someone someday and they're like castaway is my favorite movie you can't be in love with them anymore I- breaking up right now sorry goodbye the end i mean this is like like i i okay there are some sad movies that like sometimes when i need like p.s i love you so sad that one also makes me sob but like Mm -hmm. that's a good cry yeah about time is also a good cry as well i think why castaway is so gut-wrenching is because they give you this hope for so long. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. Wow. But yeah, I hate it. There's another movie, Manchester by the Sea. Have you seen that? No. I feel like Manchester by the Sea is just like Castaway. Manchester by the Sea is a little bit more extreme of an example, but it's like such a horrible story. Like it's it won awards. Like it's an incredible movie, but like mm-hmm. Such a horrible story that, like, I don't trust anyone who wants to watch that more than once. <laughs> Do you know the premise? No. What is the what happens? Casey Affleck is the like main character that we follow. Okay. He accidentally set his house on fire, and his three daughters were in the house. Nope. Nope. I don't need to hear anymore. That's horrifying. Are they all dead? Yep. Did they all die? Yes, they nope. all died. They all died. Nope. Yep. That's the Never premise need of the, to movie. See the movie. Never yep. don't need to hear anymore because I've already no. cried on the podcast today. And we don't need any more embarrassing stories to be created. Today. Yeah. So it's an incredible movie. Absolutely. It was very well done. Great acting. But same thing. If someone were ever to say like, yeah, Manchester by the Sea is my favorite movie. I'd be like, all right, we're done here. We're done. <laughs> Goodbye. Later. You know what movie makes me cry every time? And by every time, I mean the one and a half times that I watched it. The movie Clouds on Disney Plus. 
I need to. You've told me that. I need to watch it. That's the one with like Zac Efron, right? No. No. No, no, no. It's about, no, no, it's no. about a boy named Zach yes. Sobiak. Yes. Yes. I do know this one. And if you don't know the story of Zach Sobiak, go look it up or watch Clouds. You're going to cry. And if you don't cry, I'm worried about you. One of my friends, the so the weekend it came out, I watched it because I had like purchased the song Clouds by Zach Sobiak when it first came out. And so I've like known this song for, you know. 10 years of my life, whatever, maybe longer, maybe shorter. I don't really know how time works, I guess. <laughs> so I watched it immediately and cried and like felt sad for a couple of days from it. Like it's one of those movies. And I walked into work and <laughs> the teacher who had the classroom right next to me that morning, he walked in, he went, Oh, do you see clouds? Did you watch it? And I went, yeah, did you? And he went, yep. Yep. I did. So anyhow, I'm sure we both cried over it. That's the moral of the story. And if you don't cry, I mean, like, I guess I can't tell if I feel worried about you or I think I'm worried about you. I'm not mad. I'm not mad that you're not crying, but I do feel worried about you. Do you have a soul is the question I'm thinking. If you're who, not crying. Who hurt you so badly that you're not crying? <laughs> That's what I'm um, wondering. He's from Minnesota, isn't he? Yeah, he's from the like the Twin Cities area. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I need to watch that. Okay. You will cry. Sometimes a good cry is like good. Yeah, it's an it's a necessity. Yeah. I need to wait a little bit. I'm scarred from castaway. And I will yeah. <laughs> after watching it this week and after watching it in the spring semester will not oh, watch no. castaway ever again i might switch what? the movie for spring yeah, I was semester. Gonna say, i feel like maybe you need to switch them yeah the hunger might, games yeah i might play the hunger games instead other movies that make me cry this one oh, no <laughs> actually there's an actor overlap in this one as well that you, you can make fun of me for this one all of you mariah any podcast <laughs> listeners you can make fun of me for this one soul surfer I am only going to make fun of you because of I know your dream about being a surfer. That's the only reason I'm laughing at you. Otherwise, I think that that makes sense. I've never seen it because I don't know if I can handle the storyline. I have seen Soul Surfer probably about 20 times. My sister and I love that movie. And sometimes we're just like, do you want to watch Soul Surfer tonight? <laughs> so, Do you want to sit and cry together tonight? That's what that yeah, actually translates to. We love it. And every single time I bawl my eyes out. <laughs> like, I know it's coming. And I have seen this movie 20 times. Like, it's not a shock. Every single time I cry. Like, in the beginning, middle, or end? Uh, kind of in, like, the middle. Like, when her arm gets bitten off and then, like, I think it's like her family's reaction to like mm. her arm being bitten off. I don't know. Every time it just gets me. Ugh. I'm just processing the fact that that's not just like a story someone came like that's someone's real life. I know. That's crazy. I yeah. yeah I don't know if I can watch it because I think it would make me cry. It I'm, is really good. And I it don't is... have the emotional capacity for a lot of things that make me cry. But the good thing about Soul Surfer is that heading into it, you know that it's like a wholesome story. Okay, that's that's fair. So it's got like a happy, encouraging, yes. hopeful ending. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I'd say the crying usually takes place like 
like beginning middle ish, and then okay, the bulk of the movie is focused on like her recovery and kind of like how this empowers her. Hmm. Um. Did you know that there's a website that you can look at to find out if the animal dies in the movie? No. This is this is sort of off topic, but it's I, I'm gonna get back to it. Yeah, I guess there's a website where you can like it's like does the dog die.com or something. <gasps> I don't look, yeah, because it's and so it it's for people who don't want to watch a movie with a dog dying in it. I so need it this you, website. I think you should just Google it and find out. But what I think we really need is a website about the sadness of a movie. Like it does the sadness last throughout the whole movie? Is there What's the ending like? Is it encouraging? Is it hopeful? Do we get to see this person succeed? Am I going to cry in the middle or am I going to cry the whole way through? Like Les Mis, right. I cry the whole way through. I can't I can't ever see Les Mis live because I would be crying too loudly. And see, P.S. I love you. I think that's why mm-hmm. I'm okay with it because I cry in the first 10 minutes and then it's done. Yeah, and then it is encouraging, healing, yes, growing. Exactly. Yes. So that's why I think I have a lot of respect for PS I Love You because they just rip that band-aid off. Yes. You cry for 15 minutes and then you just kind of get over it. I mean, you don't yes. get over it, but like you're able to watch it. You know yeah, that you the hardest part is over. You heal with the character. Yes. Yeah. I had a roommate in college who I don't know how she didn't see all these rom-coms before college, but she had not seen a a handful of rom-coms and we would have movie nights and I'd be like, Hey, do you want to watch PS? I love you. And she said, what's it about? And I said, it's sad. And can you handle it? And she was like, yeah, okay. So we watched it together. That's great. It was beautiful. I felt so excited. I also played the holiday for her. Loved it. I think she had seen 10 things I hate about you. I should ask her. So anyhow, we had we had a great time watching rom-coms together. Both of my my uh, roommates who were RAs with me, we had a lot of t- fun times watching rom-coms together. They Incredible. were my favorites. Sometimes yeah. I really wish for like a like I want to go back to college for a night solely just to have like a rom-com night with the girls. Yes. I yes. miss that so much about college. Same. Same. I miss having a Wednesday night and looking at my roommate and saying, I don't have class until one tomorrow. Do you want to watch a rom-com with me? I'm putting off writing a paper until tomorrow. And her saying, yeah, I'll get the cookie dough if you make popcorn. That is and so I say, incredible. Oh my gosh. And literally, and literally that is what we would do. Like we would microwave popcorn and get a like a log of cookie dough out of the fridge and just we had the most stereotypical girls nights and it was the best oh i miss living with her i'm gonna call her tonight and say hey can i move in with you please (laughs) please we need rom-coms i miss in rom-coms exactly but she lives like six hours away so maybe i shouldn't move six hours away I just moved closer to you. You can't move (laughs) farther away now. Yeah, and it's further to the east. Like, it's way... I don't go to the east. I I know. It's not six hours closer to you. It's not six hours like I pass over you and so I'll only be four hours away. No, no. It's like six hours from me, so eight from you. (gasps) I can't... I know. I know. You'd move a full day's worth of travel away from me? 
I am not trying to right now. Okay, I guess I sounded like I was trying to. I don't know. I can't make any promises, Kelly. You and Jacob and Millie could come live with us. Millie gets <laughs> to pick the first rom-com that we watch, okay? Okay. But okay, I you know what? I actually would love that. I think that's the only way that I'll be able to be happy. I've been telling Millie for years <laughs> that she needs to watch The Devil Wears Prada with me. So has she done it yet? No. That's pretty offensive. All right? Yeah. I think maybe when I come down in June. Okay. Okay. Great. Devil Wears Prada is one of my favorite rom-coms. Obsessed with it. Really? I love it. Adore it. As well as 27 Dresses. Those are probably like my two favorites. 27 Dresses? Yeah. No. Yeah. I hate that movie. Why do you you hate 27 Dresses? Oh, the last time I saw it, now that I'm thinking about it, was a solid 16 years ago. Did that movie come out 16 years ago? Probably. Who knows? Anyhow, I was like probably not even in middle school yet. So maybe that's the problem. I should rewatch it and see if I hate it so much. But I remember watching it and be like, this is terrible. (laughs) The only scene I liked was the scene about Benny and the Jets. Yeah, that's a classic. That's a a great scene. scene. I don't know. I I haven't watched 27 Dresses in a while, but I do adore that. Devil Wears Prada is probably like my number one, though. I love that movie so much. And then 13 going on 32 with that. Oh, I love 13 going on 30. The first time I watched that movie was with my cousin, who is my age. In like the summer, she was visiting and my older sisters had rented it or something and we watched it and it was and so it's got really pleasant memories attached to it my like childhood best friend we lived super close to each other growing up so like during the summer it was like our parents literally had to be like okay enough sleepovers for like a week because it'd be like we'd sleep over at her house and then we'd sleep over at my house and we'd sleep over at her house and my house and it was like pretty much every single night and we'd uh, we always just cycled through the same like five rom-coms and 13 going at 30 was one of one of them we always watched uptown girls too which is not a rom-com because that movie's sad but i have never watched the whole thing i think i've gotten like a half hour into it and said can't anymore it is really good but i have a hard time calling that a rom-com i feel like it's not it's sad 13 going on 30 and uptown girls were like two of the go-tos i love it Mm -hmm. i love that oh there was such a golden era of rom-coms and they don't happen anymore no they don't they don't they really don't and i'd like to blame hallmark but i think that it's not hallmark's fault that they've created their own brand because Hallmark, I don't. I wouldn't even call Hallmark movies rom coms. No, they I don't are a think whole other genre. I don't think it's Hallmark's fault. I think it's the studio's fault and like Netflix. Like now that everyone's like trying to make mm. their own shows, I don't know if you've noticed this. Maybe it's just me. Movies and shows are absolutely not the same quality that they were before all of these companies started making their own shows because they don't have the budgets yeah. and they don't have the same like directing and writing talent. But then yeah. no one wants to pay to make the big budget movies because people don't go to theaters anymore, so they don't make the money back. What a bummer. Gosh. I, was, I can't remember who I was talking to about this, but there is like a whole thing that like that's why we and like so like the early 2000s rom-coms, 
peak mm-hmm. of rom-coms. And that Absolutely. Was the same with early 2000s comedy. Like if you like Pineapple Express, <laughs> I love Pineapple Express, but like I have never seen that movie. Super bad. Um <laughs> That was an era for something. That is like peak comedy, and we don't get comedy movies like that anymore. Like the last comedy movie that I can think of that was like that was This Is The End, which came out in 2014, which is my favorite movie. People make fun of me for it. It's okay. But like there's not that kind of comedy either. And yeah, it's because I think, correct me, uh, jump in podcast listeners. I'm going on a rant here, but it really is because these studios like won't shell out the money and they're not going to pay like the big directors and the big writers anymore because people don't mm. go to theaters. That is really sad. Also, I think This is the End was your favorite movie even when we were doing Mission Work. Yeah, it was. I'm obsessed. Yeah, I, I was going to say. <laughs> it, I've never I shouldn't seen that say one. like all-time favorite movie. It's like up there. I have a handful that like they're all my favorite movies and they're all mm-hmm. very different. So I feel like I can say that about all of them. But Castaway is not one of them. Not one of them. I hate that movie. <laughs> that movie should not exist. You're not in 2000. Castaway? Yeah. I thought it was older than that. It's set in like the early 90s, but it didn't come out until 2000. I was surprised by that too. I thought it came out in like the early 90s, but no. Hmm. How old is Tom Hanks? Because that man, I just, he has made so many movies. So many. Also, the number of characters he's played versus the number of movies. Like, he has played so many more characters. We've talked about this before. I know we've talked about this before. But I'm just baffled. I'm taken aback. I don't understand it. Because Tom Hanks plays every single character in every single movie. Yeah, and I just... Well, he played Wilson and whatever the cast castaway guy's name is. That's two characters. I'm I'm going to count that as a, as a double character movie. <laughs> But I just, like, what is it about him that makes people say, I think we should cast him in 12 roles? I mean, he tends to be incredible at all of them. Yeah, I I agree with you. I just, I still don't understand it. Okay, Tom Hanks in rom-coms, though. Oh, yeah. He's in Sleepless in Seattle, right? Sleepless in Seattle and Ugh. You've Got Mail. Oh, and both of those are so good. So good. They both have Meg oh. Ryan too, which is a little funny because they're it's like the same couple, but <laughs> so you know what else? Notting Hill. So good. I have not seen that. I just put that on my Netflix list. So I might have to watch that this weekend because I just watched it recently for the first time and cried a little bit because it was so lovely. Oh my gosh. I, I know. Need to watch it. Okay. I, before I forget, while we're on mm-hmm. the topic of rom coms here, I have no idea when this podcast episode is releasing. <laughs> so if this has already come out, which it probably has, I've probably watched it by now. Um, but Netflix did announce they're coming out with a new rom com, like in time for Valentine's Day. And it's called Your Place or Mine. And it has Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. Stop. And I watched the trailer and it genuinely looks so good. Like it looks like, and I think it's by the same makers of like Devil Wears Prada and another like super incredible rom-com from the early 2000s. So like it's the first one that actually genuinely like looks really good that's come out in a while. So 
I'm so excited for it. We might have to Should do we... a little like podcast watch. I was just going to ask. <laughs> just gonna ask can we please uh we should do a podcast watch and listen of our favorite rom-coms i think that would be so much fun yes <laughs> do it also how to lose a guy in how 10 are, days how are we gonna narrow it down to just two why do we oh it we're not we're gonna make a long list and it's gonna be great okay so this Listeners. is gonna be a new series a new series <laughs> watch and listen to old rom-coms the best of the distraction i think this is what the world needs i agree i completely agree with you we're living in dark times and we all need to be reminded (laughs) of the gold within early 2000s rom-coms made in manhattan oh my gosh i'm thinking so many right now i truly think that was this i mean the rom-coms were golden the comedy was golden. It was the peak of society. I'm sure we'll have good movies again sometime. Don't sound so excited about it. Do you remember watching, I guess it was like a Hallmark sort of Christmassy movie together when we were doing mission work. One of our host moms was like, hey, do you guys want to watch a movie? And we were like, yeah. Yes. Do you remember this? Yes. <laughs> I'm just remembering they kissed and we were like, ew. <laughs> Oh, they're kissing. <laughs> and of course, we didn't like really mean it, but also culture just shock. Men- yeah. <laughs> People kiss. Okay, speaking of mission, the year we did mission work, I have another embarrassing story that I thought of. <gasps> yes, share. Are you ready? <laughs> I have a lot of embarrassing stories from that year because I was 18. And what 18 year old doesn't do embarrassing things? I didn't. Kelly. you're right you know what kelly was the least embarrassing least cringy person i ever met she never did anything embarrassing ever not once sense the sarcasm in her voice (laughs) it's thick okay do you remember it was you and me and all of the other women on our team all of the men i don't know where they were i think they were at their host home maybe who knows where they were But whoever was driving the van, keep in mind, friends, listeners, buckaroos, trash dogs, however you're feeling today, that this is a 15-passenger van and a full trailer, like an enclosed trailer that had all of our suitcases in it. And we went around a cul-de-sac, but somehow, (laughs) we like for some reason, we had to back out of what was going on. Like We got stuck. We jackknifed or something. I don't know, but we were stuck. And I was so frustrated because I couldn't do anything to help. And I said, if we all get out, (laughs) I can't even. (laughs) I said, you guys, there's six of us. Only one person has to be driving. The rest of us will get out and we will lift the trailer. It can't be that heavy. (laughs) And then we will shift it to the side. As far as we need to, and that'll be all we need to do. It's not going to be that hard. And then we <laughs> sent Mariah back home and asked her not to return. <laughs> no, but they all said, that's a terrible idea. It will never work. <laughs> but I had been told my whole life that I was a Schultz girl and I could do anything. We could just lift this trailer up. <laughs> <laughs> I 
had forgotten <laughs> about the fact that there was one of one of the bins that was in our trailer was too heavy for me to lift for anything longer than like five seconds. I could maybe get it from the trailer to the door of wherever we were going if I was lucky. <laughs> and I was like, fine, if you're not coming with me, I'll go. And I went out back and I tried to lift the trailer by myself. Oh, and Kelly, how'd that go for me? <laughs> Not well. <laughs> Not well at all. Did you cry? <sighs> Probably. <laughs> I I cried out of anger. I remember being so mad. I was like, why isn't anyone doing anything to fix this? And it was the only idea anyone said. <laughs> no one else is coming up with ideas. I was like, somebody's got to do something. I think so only it what it, there were only like two people who could actually drive the van in the yeah. van. <laughs> was it two or were there three? I can't remember. I wasn't one of them. I actively said, "Don't you dare put me on that list. I will never drive the vehicle. <laughs> Don't put me on your insurance. It's a waste of your time and mine." <laughs> Gosh, we all yeah, need so- that like eighteen-year-old fiery <laughs> Mariah spirit. I feel like we all need a little bit of that in us. <laughs> when i got back to the van you guys were all laughing at me i was like you're right that was dumb so what are we gonna do now the fact that you went out and actually tried to lift it by yourself so embarrassing but yet you didn't think to look up the brand name of your wi-fi extender well i'm not 18 anymore kelly that's that's what that's about as soon as I'm not 18 anymore, problem solving out the window. <laughs> they talk about your prefrontal cortex growing. No, mine didn't. I actually am worse at making decisions now. Sorry. Yeah, this odd thing happened to me. As soon as my brain was fully developed, I literally lost all problem solving skills. Can't explain it. It's incredible. Medical mystery. I don't Everything else is easier, but not that. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like doing risky things anymore, but like <laughs> also problem solving. Who is she? We don't know her. Haven't met her. Not once. Not since I was 18. <laughs> they all told me it was a bad idea. And I said, you're a naysayer. I don't listen to naysayers. I should have listened to them. Usually I'm the naysayer. That's the thing. If any of you have ever met my sisters, you will know that usually I'm the naysayer in the bunch. My oldest sister is like, here's this crazy idea. And I'm the one going, I don't think that's going to work. But not that time. 18 year old. Angry. At least you tried. Tired. Pretty unfortunate that van <laughs> is actually still in that cul-de-sac jackknife. So. We got out and walked the rest of the way for the rest of the year. We did. We did. We just left it. Was like it. a solid five months because it yeah. was snowy wherever. It was before Christmas. You have a way better memory of these times than I do. Maybe it wasn't before All I know is that it was snowy and we drove over a baby tree to get out of the situation. <laughs> I remember saying if that tree was just like a foot over from where it is, we could get out of here. I think we just drove over the tree. Just drove over the tree. I wouldn't be surprised. Sorry, I wouldn't be surprised either. We have to go. We, we have things we have to do. <laughs> important things, because we're important business like, women. <laughs> like, pick up the men on our team. 
There is one guy who was on our team who was so good at getting the trailer out. And I remember there were a number of times where it was just the women. And I was like, we need to call him. And just he should just walk here. I don't know how he's going to get here. He's probably 10 miles away. I don't care. And then get we him say, here. He can no, fix this. we are self-sufficient and independent. We can do it ourselves. And then nobody had any ideas except for me. And nobody would listen to me. <laughs> can you imagine if there was... No solution to jackknife trailers except for lifting the trailer up. <laughs> That's where I was at internally. I fully believed there was what? no solution to the problem. Whatever would semis do? I, I <laughs> you would have a, a team of people who when your semi truck jackknifed would just be on call. They bring like a little like tow airplane, like to like airlift the back of it to straighten it out. (laughs) You know those like those things that you stick under a fridge, and you like the little dollies. They have a semi-sized little like. (laughs) It's just easier this way. You know, sometimes, sometimes I tell Jacob, like, I could be a truck driver, and. Action every single time he's like i give you two minutes like in a town or in a city and you're gonna like cry because you're panicking so much but i'm I like, I, was would... like I could do it i could totally be a truck driver that'd be my life think... just driving cruising li- listening to your podcasts listening to music Kelly, you, would, you would last longer out in the wilderness after a plane crash than you would driving a semi-truck i feel certain of that okay that is bold that is bold (laughs) i'd like to hear from our listeners here what do you guys think would i last longer in the woods or would i last longer as a truck driver i don't think you would even get past the training for a truck driver to get your cdl license i you don't even think i could i could i could get my license to become a truck driver i think i know i think that you would hate it are you I kidding think me? That you would get so scared. I can literally parallel park my car without having to correct it at all. Your car is like a tenth a, of the size a of a it's semi. A I drive a Corolla. <laughs> Fits in tight spaces pretty nicely. I don't know. Call Jacob down here. Interrupt whatever he's doing and say, Jacob, we need you to settle an argument. I'm in that mood where I want to prove that I'm right. So, like, this summer I'm going to go and get my truck driving <laughs> license just to prove you wrong. I want you to do that. And I'm going to take a survival class. Okay. I'm going to go to the local college and say, hey, what kinds of survival classes do you offer? Teach me everything. Also, do I need to bring silverware with me if the plane crashes? What do you think? Just <laughs> ask an Eagle Scout in your community. <sighs> That'll be their project. <gasps> That'll be the Eagle Scout's project is... Teaching Mariah survival skills. I'm only one person. I think their projects have to like encourage the whole community. If anyone is looking for a community <laughs> service project. And you know anything about survival, give me a call. I'd love to know. They could use you as a prototype mm-hmm. to create a community survival curriculum. This feels like we're starting a cult. I think we need to stop here. <laughs> In what way does this sound like a cult? Just we're gathering people to follow a belief set. Could be a cult. Are you I don't calling, know anything about cults. Are you calling wilderness survival a cult? <laughs> I think you just offended like 75% of the world's population. 
<laughs> yeah, if you can survive in the wilderness, you're probably in a cult. No, that's not what I'm saying. So maybe you wouldn't last a month, as you say, because you're gonna I, you're gonna be like, oh, eating plants off of this tree. That sounds like that cult shit that those cult people told me in that cult survival class. Okay, take it all back. My sisters, who both majored in sociology, are going to listen to this episode and call me and be like, Mariah, that is not a cult. And I'm going to say, I know. I threw the word around too lightly. It's my fault. I take it. I took it back on the podcast. And they're going to say, I stopped listening. I turned it off. I couldn't listen anymore. I said an Eagle Scout is going to create a community <laughs> class. On wilderness survival, and you said, this is starting to sound like a cult. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. This is a gross overreaction, Mariah. <laughs> hey, who am I if not a person who has gross overreaction? I cried everything. Kelly, I cried in this podcast when you poorly retold the storyline of a movie. <laughs> I just to say i'm shocked that it's taken this long for you to cry on the podcast <sighs> we haven't talked about anything that's necessarily cry worthy prior to tonight have we i don't think so no you're I'm, right i did cry while we listened to the taylor swift album but that wasn't we didn't that wasn't record live the podcast exactly so which is for the best honestly because I was crying a lot. It happens. It does. I was glad that it was dark. Because I just kept being like, oh my gosh, Taylor. <laughs> good job. It's such a good job, Buckaroo. You know how I'd survive in the wilderness, Kelly? I'm ready. How? I <laughs> I would just make sure that wherever the wilderness was, it was in the Pacific Northwest. And I would hope for vampires who are vegetarians, I would hope that it was true because then they would save me from whatever. And then the you'd actually thing, be part of a cult then. No, that's a vegetarian. Then. <laughs> that's <laughs> Kelly. Now the, who's reacting? A coven is the <laughs> vampire version of a cult. <laughs> I don't think either of us knows what a cult is. I think we maybe need to Google it and find out. Because we're both talking out of our asses right now. And I know because you're claiming that my beloved vampires are a cult. <laughs> I'm going to look at the um, official definition. I did study this in college at one point in a religion class. I We studied some things that I have to tell you off of the podcast because it might be offensive to a large <laughs> number of people. So, oh my gosh. Uh, but I did study when cults in college. You know what? When I was in college, I was in a communication class and the professor, my favorite professor at that college, oh my gosh, he was so good. He told us a story about when he was a professor at a college in California and he had students who for his communication class, they had to do this big project studying like how one some part like specific part of society communicated or something. And the Moonies were trying to get people to join their cult on this college campus. And so they asked if they could do that for the project. And he said, don't let them know that you're together because they won't let you come if you come with someone else. But if you two go together 
and you sign this paperwork saying that you're not going to blame me if you get sucked into a cult, yeah, do it. That would be interesting. And they did. They joined a cult for a weekend. (laughs) And then both came back. It was great. It was fine. Um, The same man hitchhiked from Southern California to Hawaii. How you hitchhike across an ocean, I'm not certain still, but he managed it. He found a way. Do you just like hitchhike on shipping containers i i think he found someone with a ship i don't i don't remember how he got there but he hitchhiked he was a wild wild i love him so much what an interesting my, I, man. My favorite class yeah it's my favorite class i want to hear i wish you were a podcast I, right okay so i have some good news i did find the definition of a call <laughs> So we're both going to learn something. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Or really. So just, I, I'm going to just brace yourself for this. Okay. Oh, no. Ooh. A relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange. That may or may not loosely apply to our missionary year. I think we were a part of a cult, Mariah. No, we were not. It only. No, we weren't. That's not a cult. That's not a cult. The second definition, a misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing. So that could absolutely apply to the vampires who have a misplaced admiration of humans. Is it misplaced because their admiration of humans literally keeps them alive? Yeah, but it's against who eats a hamburger. But it's against their nature to eat a human vampires it's against their nature to not eat a human so the cullens would be a cult because they have a misplaced admiration of humans are you saying that being a vegetarian is a cult too yes absolutely no (laughs) (laughs) so what i'm what i'm hearing is that as long as our community outreach program for the eagle scout doesn't turn into misplaced admiration or excessive for, admiration. There we go. Okay, so no excessive admiration for... Honestly, I'm shocked that this definition is not more specific because we could make a lot of things into a cult based off of this definition. I feel like that is... Is that what Google is saying the definition is? Yes, I wonder absolutely. If, I wonder if like you Googled cult definition sociology. Do you think I looked up an academic definition? <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so according to jstor that's a reliable it source. says it is a reliable reliable source a cult is usually defined as a small informal group lacking a definite authority structure somewhat spontaneous in its development although often possessing a somewhat charismatic leader or group leaders transitory somewhat mystical and individualistically oriented. Can I have you repeat that definition? My ADHD got the better of me. <laughs> it is. It was a really long one. Um, let me see. Who is Steve Eichel? That name sounds really familiar. I don't know. Can you reread that first part about the charismatic yes. leader? Yes. Uh, la la la. It's somewhat spontaneous in its development, although often possessing a somewhat charismatic leader or group of leaders. So you'd have to be really excited about it and really good at getting people to follow you. Okay, so what I'm hearing is that maybe being a vegetarian vampire is a cult. Being a normal human vegetarian, not a cult. 
There's not one leader or no. a group of leaders. So, no, human vegetarian, you're fine. You can continue doing you. <laughs> if you are a vampire who is listening to our podcast, part of the Cullen family with one single leader, <laughs> Mr. Cullen, uh, you are part of a cult. Sorry. We should call Stephanie Meyer and probably let her know. Don't you think? Did she intentionally write about a cult or do you think that was a mistake? I feel like that was a mistake. I feel like a lot of things in that book were mistakes. (laughs) I hope someday I write a book that's a bestseller and people talk about it on a podcast and say, I think a lot of what she did was a mistake. And I'm going to say, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Stephanie Meyer's over here like, I didn't even read it after I wrote it. (laughs) I don't even know what's in there. It was a fever dream. I don't know what to tell you. All roads really do lead to Twilight, huh? And cults, apparently. (laughs) When you're talking to me, this is true. No, but I think that it would be great to be stuck in the Pacific Northwest, find a vampire or a werewolf, I don't care, um, and befriend them. And and maybe fall fall madly in love. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I'm glad that you know where my mind is at. 24 7 we don't want to just befriend them yeah exactly I'd, I'd like to be a part of whatever fun thing you're doing we want to be more than friend them <laughs> be more than friend <laughs> i like that <laughs> the next time i meet someone on a dating app and i really like them i'm gonna say i'd like to more than befriend you I'd like to be more than friend you. How do you think about that? What does what does that make you feel? And they how, will respond. How do you feel about that this? makes me feel like I might be having a stroke currently. <laughs> <laughs> no, then they would ghost me. That's just dating apps. It's okay. Or maybe they thought they were having a stroke and so they went to the ER <laughs> and could not respond. We have to give them you're the right, benefit right. of the doubt. <laughs> You're so right. You know Everyone what? on dating apps has good intentions. <laughs> we know this. Obviously. Oh my gosh. You know what? The next time someone ghosts me, I'm going to text you and be like, oh my gosh. They weren't able to text me back because they just, they thought their heart was beating funny because they were so in love with me. They went to the hospital. I haven't had their phone in weeks. Incredible. It's honestly incredible <laughs> how many people I've sent to the hospital in my lifetime. <laughs> Insurance companies should really be just paying me directly (laughs) to stay away from these people so they don't have to pay out. You get letters in the mail. We will give you $5 trillion if you get off of Hinge. (laughs) At this point, Bumble, we don't care. Just Hinge. Just Hinge. Most of our users are on Hinge is what we found out. And after all of our team of researchers team of five billion researchers spent hours <laughs> looking at the problem they found that it was you, you. Just, it was just you a uh, long story short as long as you never find love we'll keep paying you exactly i don't know i don't know what price i would need them to pay me out maybe <laughs> to say yes to maybe five trillion dollars might be it might be enough i could buy twitter and start it's not chaos. even preventing you from love it's just preventing you from dating apps <sighs> so inherently podcasts or podcasts 
<laughs> dating apps don't don't lead to don't create love in and of themselves no they don't in and of themselves they don't create love they could lead to so, love they could lead to love so you could take that five trillion dollars and still find love i could start my own dating app <laughs> you could start your own dating app with that I could start every. I could buy the dating apps. What you need to have some type of rule on there, like what rules? Like if you are ghosting someone, you will be kidnapped in the middle of the night and forced <laughs> oh to give this person a reason about. <laughs> You're forced to go meet them in person. Actually, this could be like, <laughs> like punked, but like not like punked you have a tv show where you find people that have ghosted people before mm -hmm. and you force them to have face-to-face -face conversations with the people that they this would be i would watch this show i would so watch like this reality MTV's, tv show so like mtv's catfished except we could call it mtv's ghosted yes i never so watched mtv catfished. please oh my gosh it is so satisfying to watch it's also very sad sometimes but it's very interesting. So MTV, please uh, buy the, call us. Buy this idea from us for $3 trillion. $3 trillion and you can bring ghosters on and face their ghosties that they've created. I love it. I love this plan. See, look, neither of us was a naysayer. We're both having great ideas. Why wasn't it like this when we were doing mission work, Kelly? I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> some of us were trying to pick up the trailer. <laughs> That's where all of your energy went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I barely could do anything for the rest of the year. I put all of my energy into the trailer. All right. Is it time for the Star Hollow Gazette? I forgot the name of it, truthfully, I for a moment. <laughs> uh, is it time for the Star Hollow Gazette? I think it is the time for this Gazette. Oh my I gosh. I just lost all my words. Incredible. <laughs> we made it. We made it here. <laughs> we did. We did indeed. Um, yeah. Kelly, what do you have for the Stars Hollow Gazette? Why do you always ask me first? I literally I know, <laughs> never think ahead about anything. Because <laughs> I'm trying to deflect. I don't know. But uh... then that's not fair because you always ask me first, but then I always make you go first. That's true. So next time I'll just sit in silence and wait for something to happen. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to remind myself that it's okay to be silent sometimes. I got a gym membership the other day. I know. Very exciting. That's exciting. I'm trying really hard to get up the mental energy to go to the gym. Because it's like, I know that half of the battle is just getting there. Actually, for me, it's like 75% of the battle is just getting myself there. However, I'm going to the gym because I would like to be stronger. I would like to be able to be like, I can, <laughs> I can lift a trailer. trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought about it in that context yet, but like, maybe that's my goal. I meet with one of the personal trainers and I say, I just want to be able to lift a trailer full of suitcases. What do you think? <laughs> Is this oh a my gosh, reasonable Ke goal? <laughs> Kelly, we had like 600 pounds just of clothes in that trailer. Just realized that. I can't lift 600 pounds. 
<laughs> Anyhow, so I went and I got myself signed up. And it's funny because I've signed myself up for this gym. This is my third time now. Because every time I'm like, ugh, I didn't really use it last time, so I shouldn't do it again. And then I find myself being like, no, you like going to the gym. You should do that. And every single time, I can't remember the first time, actually. But every time I have said that I'm going there for my mental health or because I want to get stronger. And every single time they talk about weight loss. And I just keep wanting to be like, that's diet culture. Stop it. I just want to be healthy. We... I don't need to lose weight to be healthy. Don't love that. We need positive gym culture. Some gyms are great about that. Some gyms are not. Exactly. Exactly. And they always are like, you have two free personal trainer visits. I'm like, I don't trust that your personal trainers aren't going to be like, well, you should lose weight. Because no, actually, you're wrong. You can call my doctor and ask her to look at my blood panels. They're great. Every single one of them. Ah. I just want to be able to lift a trailer. If you can't help me do that, I don't want your help. I, exactly. If you don't believe in me and my dreams, get out. The end. You should quit your job. That was harsh. Maybe you don't quit your job. But find a more boring person, I guess. Find someone without goals, okay? <laughs> find someone with boring goals. Like, I don't know. Find someone who championships or something. Find someone who just wants to be able to lift a suitcase. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on a lift six inside a trailer. (laughs) Yeah, that's all. The end. Ugh. So anyhow, that's that's all the news updates I can think of. We have you got your love that. I will give a similar update. Um, I guess so. We moved into our house in October, mm-hmm. and it is now pretty much the end of January, and I just got my gym set up. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. So I had my elliptical up and running, so I've been like using my elliptical, but mm-hmm. all of my weights and stuff, I had to move a couple of shelves, and it was one of those things where same thing, like just getting started like was mm-hmm. half the battle so it has essentially been like five or six months since I've lifted and like I love lifting but you do. it was like once I was out of it I was completely out of it and the thought of like getting back into it so scary so difficult yeah. that I, why is yes. that a barrier always I don't know but it I'm is sure. really every single time that's the barrier yeah. But so there were like two shelves that came with the house. One literally from ceiling to floor filled with paint buckets. So I had to like take all of the paint buckets off, move the shelf, put the paint buckets back on. And then another floor to ceiling shelf that had stuff that we put on it that I had to take off and move. And so I had to move those shelves in order to get like the so that I had enough room for like the the bar. And yeah, for the past like four months, it's been like, well, I can't lift because the shelves are there. And then I would make up excuses like, but I can't move the shelves because I don't have enough time, even though I've had plenty of time. (laughs) Yeah. So I finally did that this weekend. That was like, actually, after watching Castaway, I was like, all right, it's time to go move the shelves. And... (laughs) 
so I had to cry violently yeah. before I could move the shelves. But here we are. I did that. And Jacob was prepared to help me. And I ended up doing it all by myself. And then I just needed his help to like move, shift everything over where I needed it to be. Yeah. So I did I'm it. I'm so happy for you. And then I lifted. And now I just need to make sure I do it again this week. Otherwise, I suck. So that is not you do not suck if you don't do it this week. But I will remind you. I'll text okay, you. I'll remind then, you. We're gonna be perfect. And then when you come visit, we're gonna get you a day pass to my gym, and you're gonna teach me good form, okay? Let's because do it. I am scared of personal trainers, but I'm not scared of you. You're I'll gonna pers- laugh at me, and I'm gonna laugh too. That's I am great. not gonna laugh at you. I will personal train you. I thank you. Love teaching good form on lifting. It's and that's all that I want. Good form is everything. If you don't have good form, doesn't matter if you're lifting. Yeah. Yes, that is what I've heard. And I also, yeah, I trust that you know what you're doing because you're passionate about lifting. I'm passionate about good form. So there. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to record an episode while we're there. Bring the microphone with and just record whatever we talk about. We'll record record some sound bites on our phone. (laughs) I love it. I think it's a great plan. This is golden. It's absolutely golden. It's going to happen. All right, Good. so Stars Hollow Gazette is that we're just a bunch of gym bros now. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna just get really strong and lift a trailer and end cults. Get ready, twenty twenty three. We're getting ripped. We're lifting trailers. <laughs> this podcast just became a podcast every week of us talking about. <laughs> Hey, so what's the heaviest thing you lifted this week? <laughs> I don't know, a bag of flour? <laughs> no, that's not true. I had to set up a workstation in my apartment. I have a remote job now. And I had two monitors. And they were in boxes that were, maybe it was just more awkward than it was heavy. Yeah, that's true. They were just more awkward than they were heavy, but... I did carry that up a flight of stairs, so sounds pretty am I strong? To me. Yes. Am I strong enough? No. I just want to get to the point where maybe this is an issue with my hands, but I just want to get to the point where carrying two grocery bags in my hands doesn't absolutely make me want to cut my hand off. <laughs> I would like that for you too. I'd like that for both of us. I think we should ask the strongest people we know, does carrying two grocery bags into the house make you feel like you want to cut off your whole hand? I think it's more of a circulation. Like it cuts. I am holding the bags wrong. And so it cuts off like the <laughs> circulation in my fingers. That Then it's not a weight problem. That's a. But it could be. I'm if the bags you. were lighter, it wouldn't cut off my circulation. <laughs> I would like you to start doing circulation exercises. Good luck. What are those? Can you teach I... can you teach me good form on those? <laughs> Gladly. We'll we'll call Dwight Schrute. I'm sure he's got a lesson plan on that or something. <laughs> Doesn't he have something about that in one episode? Like I can Probably. slow my heart rate and speed it up. I can lower and raise my cholesterol. Yeah. I think yeah. he says yeah. that. And Jim goes, why would you want to raise your cholesterol so I could lower it? And with that, we're wishing you a strong and healthy week. We love you. Rate our podcast five stars, ideally. 
follow us on Instagram. Follow us and on TikTok. Spotify. Follow us on TikTok. We love you. And continue listening to us. Yeah, please. Bye. Bye. Remember, only hot girls have ADHD. But not all hot girls have ADHD. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, y'all. Remember to check the description for this month's book club pick. Deuces. Bye. Bye. Love Love you. you.